When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Ryan Reynolds here from Mint Mobile. With the price of just about everything going up during inflation, we thought we'd bring our prices down. So to help us, we brought in a reverse auctioneer, which is apparently a thing. Mint Mobile Unlimited Premium Wireless. How to get 30, 30, how get 30, how get 20, 20, 20, get 20, 20, get 15, 15, 15, 15, just 15 bucks a month? So Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows full terms at mintmobile.com. The Jason and Alexis podcast is brought to you by The Free House. As long as snow is on the ground, they'll have snow globes on the patio. Book this unique winter dining experience by the hour by calling The Free House. Full menu is available along with some unique winter cocktails and food items. Dawn, have you ever seen Mad Max Beyond Thunderdome? Are you kidding me? Of course I have. Well, if they had the patio domes that the Freehouse has right now, yeah. Tina Turner would have been in a much better mood in that movie. Oh my gosh, I think you're so right. Now this is a unique dining experience that they have at the Freehouse all winter long. That's right. As long as there's snow on the ground, you can rent these patio domes. Dawn and I, we're not kidding. This is so cool. Maybe you have a date. Maybe you have a unique, I don't know, family event that you want to spice up. You can rent these patio domes by the hour. They're heated. You can get their full menu in the domes. And you can even get some special items as well. This would be a really cool date kind of thing. Don't you think, Dawn? Oh, absolutely. Wait until at least the third date, and then you might get lucky. (laughs) Maybe the fourth. Maybe we can recommend this for the next second chance romance that goes awry. Yes. We'll say, hey, maybe you'll get along better at the Freehouse Patio Domes. Maybe. I don't know. You can book these again by the hour. And again, the full menu is available, plus some special items as well. For more information, call the Freehouse. This is a My Talk Dirt Alert. Everything you need to know from the world of entertainment and pop culture at the top of every hour on My Talk 1071. Now tell us everything, everything. Well, the Recording Academy is speaking out after its CEO and President Deborah Dugan, who was placed on administrative leave earlier this month, made a bombshell claim that the Grammy Awards nomination system is rigged. Hours after Dugan appeared on Good Morning America yesterday to speak about the controversy surrounding her leave, in which she claimed that there's a conflict of interest within some of the voting committee members, the Recording Academy released a statement condemning the allegations as categorically false. You can watch the Grammy Awards Sunday night on CBS. This is absolutely true. I just want to say my screenwriting teacher in grad school's father was a Grammy nominated and uh, Grammy winner for classical music. They knew it was rigged. So one year he uh, nominated or put in a piece of music that he never actually recorded and it was included in the nomination. And that is so, so this story is absolutely true. Nobody listened to it, believe it or not. And nobody cleared to see if it actually existed. And it was a big joke to him and his family that they wanted to prove that 
It's it's rigged. So, Don, does this justify Kanye jumping up on stage a few years ago? Oh, that was the that was the that wasn't the Grammys. No, 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 that's not the Grammys. That was the movie awards, the MTV Video Awards, right? Video Awards, yeah, mm-hmm. not the movies. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But I think all all of them are sort of rigged. But anyway, it's our job to talk about him, so we love him. And the, <laughs> oh my the God! Gra- the Grammys are By the way, weekend. tune into our full day of coverage on Monday, <laughs> yeah, covering the Grammys and a lot more here yeah. on My Talk 1071. <laughs> so she's forcing y'all to watch that uh, on the, Sunday night? Uh, the, well, you know, we just do. I, I mean, God, come on. There could be worse things to well, do in your no, life. Look, here's uh, the truth. Nobody know. cares about who's tabulating the votes. We're no, watching it's the, the performances, performances, which I do love. And the red carpet. Yes. Thank you. Oh, you guys <laughs> Backpedal. Excellent. That's a, You're welcome. A very admirable. Yeah. Job. Uh, onward, uh, Annabella Shora testified yesterday that Harvey Weinstein once knocked on her hotel room door in his underwear mm. with a bottle of baby oil and a video cassette. Oh. Shora told jurors oh, in Weinstein's sex assault trial that the incident occurred while she was attending the 1997 Cannes Film Festival in France mm. to promote the Weinstein-produced movie Copland, in which she played a supporting role. Shora, who claims that Weinstein raped her in the winter of 1993, said she got very scared and backed into the room and pressed all the call buttons that they had. So this incident, she's talking about something that happened years after she was raped by him. Mm-hmm. So. Right, four years later, something oh, like boy. that. Gosh. And finally, Sting appeared on Jimmy Kimmel Live last night and talked about how excited he is for his upcoming residency in Las Vegas. Actually, having your own room, your own space is something I'm really looking forward to because I can create my old world there, invite people into my world. Sting will be performing 16 shows in Las Vegas from late May till early September. I don't like when they call those residencies because that would mean that they're there for a long time. And these little mini residencies, I I feel like, yeah, you're there for two weeks. Okay. (laughs) Good point. Yeah. Right. For more entertainment news, you can download the MyTalk app or go to our website, MyTalk1071.com. That is brand new information. MyTalk Dirt Alerts at the top of every hour and at 820, 1220 and 520 on My Talk 1071. I just saw Lizzo's on TikTok, so if you're on the TikTok, oh, follow hey. the Lizzo. Good morning. Happy 8 o'clock hour on your Friday, Ooh. January 24th, 2020. It's Bradley. Uh, you're listening to Jason Alexis in the morning here on My Talk 1071. Dawn, Kenny, Rob, getting us to the weekend. Yes. And we have to talk about you guys. Um, one of the biggest stories of the week and the moment, certainly mm-hmm. globally. But we do talk about these things on entertainment and pop culture because we're all gripped and fascinated by the story of this coronavirus. It's this flu-like virus that is spreading rapidly across China. And there are fears, of course, for it spreading to other places. It's been to a few countries. There are two people in the United States who've been uh, confirmed to have this. Um, there is reason to pay attention to it. Mm-hmm. Maybe not so much reason to be overly concerned at this moment for most of us in the United States, but still utterly fascinated by what's going on in China. Right. At uh, at this point, it's something like 40 million people right now are having travel restricted in some way in China. 40 million people just as their biggest travel season of the year is about to get underway and that's because of Lunar New Year. So it's their New Year's festivity. Oh, it's boy. their holiday season. And um, as I said, restricting travel, uh, the government is, I'm talking like Yoda, for up to 40 million folks. It's scary because, you know, we looked up just yesterday, um, Wuhan is the 
city that they have shut down. You know, they've closed off. You can't get in or out of Wuhan. And, you know, you're if you're not familiar with every city in China, you're thinking, okay, well, how big is that? 11 million people. Yeah. And just to get it into perspective there, you know, the Twin Cities Metro is about 3.2 million people. So just take four times the amount of people in this area. And that's what we're talking about. Uh, the amount of people who cannot get out or into that they can't get out. It's, you know, they've closed off roads, trains, planes. You are stuck there. Exactly. And there have been uh, cases of this coronavirus. And if you want to learn about the actual science of, you know, you, because we do tend to get a little, I don't know, there are some of us out there who, when we see things on social media, it, we tend to blow it out of proportion. But if you want to get the facts, mm-hmm. always when it comes to this kind of a situation, first of all, I should say it's not a global pandemic at this point. No. Across China, it is an epidemic. It's something that they have to pay very close attention to because in China right now, 32 out of their 34 provinces have confirmed cases of this virus. It is still only about... Um, well, I mean, the number has probably gone up, but right. as of yesterday, the reported confirmed cases was something in, in the neighborhood of 830 or so. Um, but the, that is reason enough to be alarmed. I was just going to circle back and say the CDC is the website you should go to if you want like real information. Yeah, like maybe you are going to China sometime, mm-hmm. right? And you want to know, like, what do I really need to worry about? Can I go? All of those things. The CDC is a great place to start. Um you know, they'll have the actual science that and we know at this point. To find out, we were talking about this a little bit on off air. Um, they have located some markets within Wuhan where, you know, these are open air markets where fish are being sold. I'm sure you've seen them uh, before and other animals and including snakes. So they're thinking that this coronavirus came from snakes and Whenever a virus mutates into being able, humans can catch a virus from animals. That's when it's scary. And then you were saying, Bradley, that then there's another mutation when it can travel from, from people, people to people, people. not so, yeah, just an so, animal to a person, but then from people to people. So now there's two mutations. Yeah. That's what's scary about this. Yeah, and and that's why you know the CDC. Even if you go onto their website, they're not going to be able to tell you this is where it came from. This is exactly what it means because they're still literally real time figuring all this out. And that's why it's scary because you kind of don't know where this is going. Mm-hmm. Um, and that's why you want to be alarmed, even though it's only eight hundred some people that have confirmed cases. It appears that the symptoms are not that bad, although people have died. But when you put that into perspective, we were talking about this off the air, you know, thousands of people uh, die every year in the United States from the flu, just the garden variety flu. So right. at this point, you have no reason to be that alarmed. But in terms of those watching, um, you know, a virus that could grow very quickly, they're very concerned about uh, this particular coronavirus. This is where SARS started, too, and was uh, contained. Yeah. yeah. And this hospital we spoke of earlier and we, when we were talking about it, uh, it and I was I, I sounded kind of like a dum-dum, but I'm looking at a, a picture and a story about this. They have 36 backhoes, track hoes. They're just big backhoes on tracks, diggers, and about 10 bulldozers, and all they're doing is leveling a site, and then they're going to put up a prefab Hospital. Oh, okay. It's today's version of the pest tents that we had in the 1800s. So they're going to install something that's already been fabricated. Yeah, prefab buildings. They just click together. Mm. You know, you put them together, and uh, 
that building should be up by Monday. And what what Kenny is talking about is uh, officials in Wuhan are building this temporary, or not temporary, they're building this structure. I'd call it this, temporary. Yeah, this, yeah. this hospital for yep. 1,300 patients uh, that are affected with mm-hmm. this particular virus. And it's amazing to think that they can just build a hospital in a week. Right. Yeah, so they're just basically leveling the ground, and then they'll truck in the walls, the ceiling, the, the roof, the floors, and, and everything. Snap it all together. Snap it all together. And, and you never really want to underestimate the architectural prowess of the Chinese. Oh, my gosh. I mean, yeah, yeah, that great wall, just, anyone? Yeah, hello. Yeah. Uh, speaking again about the flu, the normal flu virus, the CDC estimates that... In the last 10 years, there have been 12,000 to 61,000 deaths from the flu in the United States. So that's 6,000 people a year in the high estimate of people that have died just from the flu. But it's certainly, um, you know, and this harkens back to the conversation where you were uh, pointing out just a few moments ago. When you have a virus like this that jumps from animals to people, that is a rare thing to happen. Mm -hmm. That's not supposed to happen most of the time that you would have a virus jumping species. That gives you reason to be alarmed and then uh, that it's able to mutate. And Because if you have a virus that goes animals, people, animals, people, well, then that's pretty easy to control, right? Just keep the people and the animals away from each other. Mm -hmm. And then you don't really have to worry about it going from people to people because you would have to have the disease, the virus mutate again Mm -hmm. in order for it to go people to people. That's what's concerning is that it's done that already. How? That's my question. Yeah, that's a good good question. And how quickly? Science. You know? Yeah. That's another scary thing. Like, okay, so it's just because what could what they're I think what they're worried about just from the very little I've read and I'm not a scientist and I don't play one You're on not? the radio. Okay. I know. <laughs> Dr. Brad, here let me exercise the the energy out Dr. of you, Don. Dr. Brad. Um I think that uh the thing that scares them is that now that it has gone people to people mm-hmm. that it can mutate again and become more deadly mm-hmm. so that what's passing being passed around now might not necessarily be the most deadly thing but if a new strain you know it it shows that it's able to mutate quickly mm-hmm. it could mutate in a very dangerous direction very quickly as well which is i think why everybody's so concerned and, and why they're locking down 40 million people across china you know, we saw some video. You want to click on everything, and you can't believe everything you see. We saw a video of um, somebody took this video, and it could be from any time. Remember that. It's like somebody falling down at a oh. train station. There was some video of a woman or a man standing on the train, you know, on the platform there, and all of a sudden they start to waver, and then they just fall flat. On yeah. their face, they're wearing a mask, and they're saying this. This is the coronavirus right here. Somebody died right there, and you're like, that could be no. anyone passing out from 2010. Yeah. Even it's for, it's just you it's know somebody don't, who's don't, just been standing too long, or or don't I don't let it. You know, that's not necessarily confirmed when you see those things. So don't. All these crazy alien stories can't be true, can they? Hey, it's Stephen Diener, host of the Unidentified Alien Podcast. And whether you're new to the conversation or have been looking into it for years, you need to check out the fastest growing alien show out there, the Unidentified Alien Podcast, or UAP for short. There's a crazy amount of alien encounter stories out there from all over the world. And the beauty of it is that I bring them all to you and let you decide what you believe. Download and subscribe to UAP on any of the major podcasting platforms. And you can also find it on UAPpodcast.com. 
Hi, everybody. This is Adriana Trajani. I'm the host of You Are What You Read. I have the privilege of interviewing luminaries of our times about the books that shaped them from childhood until now. We get everybody from Sarah Jessica Parker to Kristen Hanna, Mitch Albom, Susie Essman, Craig Ferguson, Rain Wilson, Amor Tolls, you name it, they come, they share. New episodes of You Are What You Read drop every Tuesday on Apple, Spotify, or any major streaming platform wherever you listen to your podcasts. Let your imagination run wild and start to panic, but please wash your hands. Yeah, if you guys are just joining <laughs> us, we're talking about the coronavirus and um, you know what the Chinese are dealing with and um what was I going to say? I, there was a place that I wanted to go with the story. Oh, the animal thing. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, you had talked about um, these open air markets and they think they had narrowed it down to perhaps snakes. And presumably they're investigating all those things. But it, it just is bizarre to think that, you know, just having animals around in an open air market. First of all, what are people buying snakes for? They're, I mean, I guess pets, but I kind of no, feel like they weren't for not, pets. No, they're not. No, I mean, like in this market, Chinese they had all maybe. kinds of stuff like koalas that you could buy. Oh, God. And these and were illegal animal markets, we should point out. Yes. They weren't supposed to be having. Right. And they're, they'd have a little deer in there. I mean, it's just kind of not what we're used to. I'll say that. So. All right. Well, um, as that story continues, we'll certainly continue to share that with you here on My Talk 1071 later in the show. Oh, actually, oh, you know the- what? It- Will you recommend you were listening to a podcast about this, the the latest news? It was from the New York Times, or what was the podcast you were listening to? Uh, I don't remember now. Okay. Was, was I listening to a New York Times? When we got out of the car this morning, you said... Um, oh, that no, there... that was about Meghan Markle. Oh. <laughs> yeah. Totally, let's turn left uh, yeah. on this particular story, because okay. I do, and thank you for pointing this out. I did want to recommend... That um, if you want a really good account, a sort of just nice journey through the story of Prince Harry and Meghan Markle getting married and then leaving the royal family, Mm -hmm. the New York Times Daily podcast that comes out daily (laughs) Uh uh, today, actually, I think it was yesterday's podcast, dealt with Meghan Markle and Harry. And it's actually quite fascinating because, you know, there's been a lot of sort of people have brought their attitudes, personalities and opinions to this story in a way that I don't know is always helpful in the telling of it. Mm -hmm. But the New York times obviously does a good job of sort of laying everything out and Mm. letting you figure out how you feel about it. Okay. Um, in this sort of unemotional way that, you know, I mean, we, it's comforting. Yeah. Right. Cause we tend to get a little hyped up and dramatic. Yeah. (laughs) How dare she, or how dare he, well, I thought they did a really good job. Okay. So go listen. It's the daily. The, the daily. The okay. Yeah. Okay. Sometimes it's, you know, if you're not into politics and stuff, you might not want to listen, but they occasionally will cover stories like this as well. Okay. Should we do a dirt alert when we come back? Yeah. Do you think Elizabeth Reese is going to be with I us? I hope so. Yeah. Okay, good. It's Friday here on My Talk 1071, and we're going to head into the next segment with a dirt alert from Elizabeth Reese right here on My Talk 1071. I love carbs. Do you, Jason? I love bread. Yes, and you know what? I'm on the Livia program, and I can actually have bread. You can? Yeah, it's just don't eat 12 English muffins. That's kind of the rule. Don't eat four pieces of bread for each meal. Don't eat entire Sara Lee semi-truck full of bread. (laughs) Right, and you can't expect to lose weight on a program like that. They have registered dietitians at Livia. They have uh, nutritionists. They look at your day, and they go, what's coming up this week? 
and they will help me devise a plan because I can't do that on my own. No, and they can pinpoint challenge areas and help you with those challenge areas. Yes. So go to Livia.com or call 855-GO-LIVIA to join their eight-week challenge and get your first eight weeks free when you mention my talk or Dawn. And go in and you're going to feel so much better about yourself because you know what? You don't need to be miserable anymore, right? Can I wrap up this commercial like this? Yeah. I love Livia! <laughs> this is a My Talk Dirt Alert. And here with all the latest from Hollywood and beyond, it's the beautiful Miss Elizabeth Reed. Oh, you're so kind. Hi, good morning, you guys. Good morning. morning. All right, Taylor Swift is making some serious headlines today. Uh, They did a big story on it on CBS this morning, too, talking about um, her revelation that she once struggled with an eating disorder. So she has a new documentary coming out. It's called Taylor Swift, Miss Americana, and it premiered at the Sundance Film Festival last night. And um, she said, it's only happened a few times, and I'm not in any way proud of it. A picture of me where I feel like I looked like my tummy was too big, or someone said that I looked pregnant, and that'll just trigger me to starve a little bit to Mm. stop eating. Mm. Oh, yeah. I mean, haven't we all been there? I think this is common with a lot, probably I would say most celebrities. I think you're totally right. So she's 30 years old. Um, She, of course, grew up in the spotlight, and she describes her relationship with food as unhealthy in the past. And um, she said that her relationship with food was exactly the same psychology that she applied to everything else in her life. She said, if I was given a pat on the head, I registered that as good. Mm -hmm. If I was given a punishment, I registered that as bad. Um, She described a time when a magazine asked if she was pregnant at 18 Mm -hmm. because she'd worn something that made her lower stomach look not flat. She registered that as punishment but then she would be praised when she could walk onto the set of a photo shoot and fit into the sample size fashions. Mm-hmm. And she said, and I looked at that as a pat on the head. Yes. You register that enough times and you just start to accommodate everything towards praise and punishment, including your own body. I think what she is saying here is hugely important. Yeah. I mean, we criticize Taylor Swift a lot, at least on the Colleen and Bradley show from noon to three, Monday through Friday. Right. right. My talk yeah. 1071 free plug. Um, but in this particular... Uh, in this particular vein, I'm I'm all here for it. Like at least she's using her powers for good and not yes. evil. The message that she's giving is a very healthy and important one. And it's going to empower a lot of young women who are struggling with the same thing. Yeah. To speak about it and get some help. That's the most important thing. You know, it's really true. And I think um when I've done some research on this, because I will get the comments like this all the time. Mm-hmm. You know, people send me messages all the time about yes. my weight. And oh, particularly God. before I had children, it felt really like a lot. Like I got a, somehow becoming a mother just made it a pass. <laughs> I don't know. But mm-hmm. um, but I would often, you know, people would go, well, why do you reply to these people? And I would reply back with links to articles that show the scientific correlation between comments like that about people's weight and eating disorders it's huge it is. i mean what taylor swift is talking about it is like in the high 80 to 90 percent of people who suffer from eating disorders can recall the specific comment yes. that triggered them into an unhealthy relationship with food and maybe it was from an aunt who said oh you're so chubby mm-hmm. or it was from somebody at school or it was from something and so why i would always reply to those people is because it's it's bigger than me. It was about you have to understand that those kind of comments 
can literally kill someone. That is so true, Elizabeth. And as somebody, I've also struggled with an eating disorder. As somebody, I used to be a size zero at one point in my life. And I can tell you the specific time where it happened for me. I won't get into that now, but wow. this is absolutely But you have that true. memory. Yes, yeah. I was in modeling. I was, you know, young. I... I wanted to, and I remember the goal was when I walked into a room and I was at an audition with other women, I had to be the thinnest person there. And I would look around and scan the room and go, am I the skinniest? And I knew every other girl was doing the same thing because that was your value in the world I lived in. Boy. I have a question for you, Elizabeth. I'm buddies with a female anchor downstairs, and she said she gets a lot of the same stuff you receive. Yeah. And a lot of it, most of it, 95% of it is from other women. Yeah, a lot of it's from women. Okay. Yeah, most of it's from women. All right. The scariest yeah. thing, you know, to make a bigger picture about this is the idea that the smaller you are, the smaller your voice as a woman. Mm-hmm. In, a, in a world where, sorry, I'm going to get a little feminist here. Go, girl. In a world where men have dominated that entertainment industry, they are threatened by anybody who has a large voice. And the smaller they keep you the less voice you have. Well, and, I'm done. <laughs> and, and then Dawn, you know, the more obsessed you are with your weight mm-hmm. and how thin you are, how little time do you have to be obsessed with other things yeah. and oh, accomplishing things, right? And that's, yeah, that's sort of like a, ge- a general takeaway from for society uh, at large. Mm-hmm. I mean, everybody's so focused on, you know, how they look in selfies and how they right. appear on their Instagram feed. Yeah. And that everything else of substance takes such a small amount of our effort. We get, you know, we're just de- devoting so little to that. Yes. It's really fascinating. I'm proud of Taylor Swift. I think the way Me she talked about this was really, really great. And I hope it spurs some more conversations. Um, Brad Pitt reacting to all the hoopla caused by his SAG Awards reunion with Jennifer Aniston. And here's what he had to say, guys. Oh, great. Yes. He said, I don't know. I'm blissfully naive and I'm going to stay that way. (laughs) He mentioned that he had not read any headlines about the viral moment. The only way to stay healthy if you are a celebrity of Brad Pitt or Jennifer Aniston's stature is to never, ever Google yourself. Well, this is (laughs) just a a level of privilege that I I hadn't really given much thought to when it comes to being a celebrity. You really now lesser celebrities. Yes, they're obsessed and totally a part of the world of social media. Like, Am I making the headlines? I want to be in the tabloids. But for Brad Pitt, he will never need to be in that space. No, he is really kind of a dinosaur. If you think about it, a person (laughs) who walks through the world without being um, affected by social media moment to moment. What a joy. Right? That's just a huge privilege that I'm sure he's blissfully Mm. unaware of. Unaware of, totally. Um, Okay, I've been talking nonstop about Jessica Simpson's book because I'm obsessed with it. Mm. Is it actually out? It's coming out in February, beginning of February. I know. (laughs) Pre-reading it. I'm just pre-reading it for you every day Mm -hmm. because I can't help myself. Uh, She talks about her relationship with Nick Lachey. And, you know, I'm reading some of the excerpts and what I think is that she does a lovely job explaining their relationship and sort of what he saw in her and what she saw in him, but that they got crushed by the media and by ourselves is what she said. Mm. And that is what led to their divorce. And she said, I respect Nick very much. She went on and said that he has a family. She would never say anything disrespectful about him, uh, but she didn't know herself back Mm. then. All right. Looking forward to that book. Thank you, Elizabeth. Thanks guys. Elizabeth Reese, of course, from Twin Cities Live and our other Dirt Alerts and her very own podcast, Best of the Nest. We'll be right back with our thoughts on Picard right here on My Talk 107.1. Good morning. Happy Friday. Welcome back to Jason Alexis in the morning here on My Talk 107.1. Streaming live and doing everything entertainment. 
at mytalk1071.com. I do want to give you a little bit of information, if I might. Dawn. Please. Have you checked out our prizes for January and My Talk's listener reward? It's great to be a My Talker right now. You can get lit with a $1,500 Lighting RX makeover from Southern Light. Uh, they're also giving away snowshoes, state park pass, Sky Zone gift card, tickets to the movies, and more. Now, all you got to do is get the app or stream online and get registered. You can see all the prizes and listener rewards on our app at the uh, your favorite app store or mytalk1071.com. That's great. All right. Now, Dawn. Yes. Let's talk about something you and I spent our evenings watching on the TV. I was on the ARC trainer, and I was had my one leg very stiff as I'm trying to exercise still with my knee injury. And I watched Picard. Picard, the first season, uh, the first season, the first episode of the new season of the new series, Picard on CBS All Access is now available. It premiered yesterday. And this is just a one for like one episode a week thing. It's just one at a time, old school style. <clears throat> You're not binging the whole series. So we just got to watch the first episode. And oh my God, I don't know. Um, first of all, you're a, a Star Trek fan, right? Yes. Star Trek by far is my favorite as compared to, say, Star Wars. Right. In a battle, I would uh, always go with Star Trek. But regardless, this is the newest series. It uh, revisits Captain Jean-Luc Picard of the USS Enterprise. Yes. And where he... From Next Generation. From Next Generation. 20 years in the future. Yes. And um, I, we don't want to give away any spoilers or anything. I wouldn't say there aren't. There are, there's probably not much, if you've been following the trailers and everything, you're not going to be blown away by anything, but mm-hmm. there are certainly some, some interesting storylines that are teased within this first episode. What were your overall impressions of the first episode of Picard? Dawn? I loved it. This was high Yay! energy. It brought back people and characters that we love. Uh, it also did a really great job of, of, if you don't remember what happened in his storyline and where we left off, it really did a great job of not doing... It was sort of an info dump on what happened with him and where he is at this point in his life uh, and how um, the last time we saw him, what was going on and the moral dilemma that he went under, which we were right about that. We were right when we predicted it was all going to be about... Um, the character of Picard and his choices that he makes are always going to be aligned with what is right and mm-hmm. good. Yeah. And he has a really strong moral compass. What I loved about this show is I thought it was going to maybe be a little too heavy, uh-huh. you know, because sometimes like even with the new Star Trek Discovery. So there's also the Star Trek Discovery, which we're just about, I think, on the cusp of getting the third season. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, the first the first season, I was like, "Ooh, this is just kind of dark." I love it, and mm-hmm. it has it, very dark. It's but it's dark, right? Mm-hmm. There's, I mean, even just the like aesthetic of it is dark. But yeah. but and I thought, well, maybe this is going to be too heavy, too cerebral. I think it's like the best of everything because you've you've got like the thoughtful, the cerebral, the little you know, like I don't want to say spiritual, but a little bit of you're not quite sure what's going on. Um, but it also has like the action. It has just like that wonderful storytelling quality of a good Star Trek series where, you know, everything is wrapped up within an episode, but they lay the groundwork for the next episode. Mm-hmm. Um, actually, that 
I would I would say that wasn't always the case with the original Star Trek Next Generation. Right. But what my point is that I think it's it's doing all the things that a good show should do. Oh, so totally. it, it's not taking itself too seriously, but it is serious enough to make you think it's worth your time and certainly to find out where the story is going. And I've looked at the reviews online and a lot of people have said this is one of the best, um, you know, one of the best new Star Trek series. And Patrick Stewart, he is such a fantastic actor. Mm-hmm. Uh, he, you know, when I, I'm listening... That dude is almost 80 years old, by the way. Oh, yeah. And you don't feel it when you're watching him on the screen. Absolutely not. He is, he's from the Royal Shakespeare Company. Yeah. And, you know, as an actor... An accomplished we, British he is, actor. Yeah, actor. he's a classical actor. And you can tell he's talking about basically cyborg people and the way he is delivering these lines is like he is in king lear it's just outstanding you're just like wow that's kind of a dorky line and the way he delivered that is just flawless it's just great he's interacting with some new characters there's some surprising things but i would say if you're like i don't even know like even if you've never watched any star trek you can still jump into this and watch his first episode and be compelled to watch the rest of the story, don't you think? Oh, absolutely. Yeah. I think you might want to do a little bit of research and you know read up on uh, Star Trek Next Generation, but you don't have to know much. Yeah, maybe I'm. Maybe that's a little bit <laughs> since I have watched so much. Of yeah, that, I mean, I'm, I think we don't realize how much we actually know, but I think I think for the average person, it wouldn't take you, you know, but you know, a little bit of googling to sort of get yourself acquainted with where things are at. Um, I will say that the nostalgic moments they they did a, a wonderful job sort of peppering in some of the nostalgia especially with the data character and you know uh, flashbacks and you know yes. pictures of him from a bygone era and did you notice i won't say because i don't want to spoil this yeah. but at the end when they're previewing the next episode or the season you see some did you notice some of the people that they they oh, show oh i actually missed that part oh you might I have, must cut have it turned off. it off yeah. yeah so there's like a 3 minute teaser of what's oh, to god. come oh god oh god i need to go oh, back and gosh, watch yeah, that oh gosh yeah you have to see cuz you'll see a lot of familiar faces yeah. yeah and and that's not really spoiling anything because no. we've seen that uh certain people from the cast are coming back from next generation yeah um now some i w- i would like to mention one though yeah please because you're going to see her even if you look through the cast of characters we do see coming up that we will encounter jerry ryan who played seven yeah she is because the the borg i think the borg are gonna have you know and and that's where you might want to do some reading (laughs) because you know that uh picard's relationship with the borg is um very intimate yes and so this is gonna make a comeback and um, that's all i'm gonna say Mm -hmm. yeah so we are nerds right now and we apologize but i also noticed that within do you watch it with commercials or have you paid for the premium i'm okay because also do you want a pro tip okay you guys pro tip for cbs all access yeah streaming service normally 5.99 a month for commercials 9.99 no commercials yeah well i turned it on when the second season of star trek discovery was complete so that i could turn it on binge it all turn it off the next month yeah and when I turned it off, I started getting all these emails saying, come back, we'll give you two months for the price of one. So when I turned it on last night, I got two months now for the price of one. And hopefully the show will be over by the time that two months Oh is my gone. gosh, you are getting a steal. Saving you money, kids. Well, I noticed I do watch it with commercials and I've been paying for it for since it launched. Yeah. I really love Survivor and CBS has all the Survivor and Big Brothers and I can just go back and yeah. watch any season and have fun watching those so I get a lot out of it. But um I noticed that they 
to rope the people in that are coming, the new uh, watchers who are just now signing on to CBS All Access, who love Next Generation and love Picard, to rope them into watching more, they had a lot of commercials for Star Trek Discovery. Oh, good. And so they're trying to rope them in because th- that is a it. fantastic, that show compelling is story. so good. If you have CBS All Access and you've not watched Disco- uh, Discovery, mm-hmm. do it. Kenny's just staring at us like we're two boobs <laughs> yeah, no, on, right. rem, on planet Vulcan. Completely we're zoned, Romulans. Completely zoned out when you guys talk anything stars. Okay, oh. good. good. Star no, that's fine. That's yeah. fine. Because not every, you know, I, I Look, all the Star Wars uh, people got, I almost said freaks. All them Star Wars freaks got to have their time with that Star Wars movie. Mm-hmm. And I love Star Wars, too. It's, you know, part of my childhood. But... I'm like, if I chose a world to live in, it would be the Star Trek world. And can you please, you so beautifully have described the difference between the two to me well, before. I, I don't remember. Thank you. Because that more, sounds like a compliment. But okay. Because you were saying something about it's more uh, Star Wars has more to do with spirituality. Yeah. And it's like a, it, it's space opera, right? It's very much more touchy feely. It's about the, you know, the personal dynamics and the drama. And it's very ooey wooey with the force and all that stuff. Mm-hmm. Whereas Star Trek is just much more rational. And maybe it's because I live in a more rational world in my head. Mm-hmm. But there's still, there's still wonder and mystery. It's just that we don't know what that wonder and mystery is, but there's probably a scientific explanation. And that's what that crew is flying around the, you know, galaxy trying to figure out. Yeah. Okay. I just I want to be in a starship someday. Oh yeah, you've got to go <laughs> ride that Rise of Skywalker ride in I know. Walt or Walt Disney World. That was like being on a ship. It was so fantastic. Why are you laughing at us, Kenny? Because uh, you're nerds. Yeah, it's true. <laughs> We're basically the Juliana H- or the equivalent of Juliana Huff on a massage table. It's making, true. That's what we're doing right making now. Making orgasmic noises. Uh, yeah, but we definitely. Oh. Oh. You want to be on a spaceship? I want to drive a bulldozer. Yeah, you know, See, same you know, thing. I mean, basically, we just want to. Except bulldozers do exist. Yeah, that's true. <laughs> Spaceships exist. Have you been? Touché. Have you been to you know, Florida? Florida. Yeah. Yeah. Oh boy. Anyway, the new season of uh, Picard has started. It uh, is now available, the first episode. I'm assuming they'll drop every Thursday. I this is what I hate. I hate having to wait week to week. Me too. I but, want it right now. But we'll do it. Yeah, And that's how they get us, right? Mm-hmm. All right, when we come back, they caught the parking lot pooper in Massachusetts. <laughs> and we'll tell you what that means and why when we come back right here on My Talk 107.1. The people of Massachusetts are rejoicing today after the serial pooper was busted in a parking lot. Uh-oh. I'll tell you what that means in just a moment here on My Talk 107.1. We uh, are listening to the... Actually, we're doing... <laughs> we are. We're not just listening to ourselves, but we are. The Jason and Alexis in the Morning Show. I'm Bradley Trainer. Thanks for letting me be with you this week. It is 8.49 a.m. And uh, it's Friday, which means we're headed to the weekend. Dawn, I want you to know, no fears, no worries. You can go about unmolested parking lots all over Massachusetts. <laughs> Happy today that 51-year-old Andrea Grocer has been locked up behind bars after being dubbed the serial parking lot pooper. Oh my gosh, I gotta know everything about this. Hey, before I've... you go much further, can I just jump in with something as someone who grew up in New England? Yeah. <laughs> to get the full effect, this would be known as the Pock and Lot Poopa. Okay. Oh, Pock and Lot, lot Poopa. Thank you. Thank okay. you. Okay. No, I think that, that actually sounds more delightful than yeah. Parking Lot Pooper. Please continue. Um, <laughs> okay, back to the Pooper. Her name's Andrea. 
Now, this story, I was reading about this yesterday, and I was like, we got to talk about this, because this is not just your garden variety parking lot pooper. You know, like sometimes you're headed over to Walmart, and you forgot uh, that you maybe had had like a really just, you know, balls-to-the-wall dinner last night, and you forgot to stop at the can. So you, you just have to... You mean an emergency poop. It was not an emergency poop situation. Okay. This was repeatedly, over the course of a month, nearly eight times, uh-huh. uh, the folks at this parking lot would drive in. It was near a, an outdoor store called Natick. Or, I don't know, Natick. 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 Natick Mass. Natick Mass. Uh, an outdoor store. Every, uh, well, uh, eight mornings over the course of a month, employees would show up and there would just be a big steaming pile of human (laughs) doo-doo. Okay? Okay. And people were like, what the heck is going on? And at first they thought it was an animal, but... (laughs) <laughs> They're like, has someone got an elephant? <laughs> you know, because Lieutenant, or uh, let's see, police spokeswoman Kara Rossi said, at first, workers thought it was an animal, huh. but then they noticed toilet paper and other wipes, items animals would not have access to. <laughs> <laughs> no, thanks for clarifying. Anyway, access. they uh, decided to stake out the parking lot. Can you imagine? That's your job. Uh, we need you to uh, head Monitor. over to the parking lot and uh, watch for a, uh, somebody. Look that's for somebody leaving logs. Logs on, on the, uh, the parking the lot. Parking lot. So they do, and then they found out after staking the site, they see this woman step out of her 2018 Lincoln MKX SUV. So no. not a not a not a cheap vehicle. Not a Beta. Oh not a Beta. Gosh, as they say. Uh, turns out she uh, apparently is a nanny. So they see this woman get out of her car. No. And then she spends a lot of time looking to make sure there's nobody looking oh, at her. Sure. Okay. So she waits for like a commuter train to go by. She waits for a bus to go by. And then she pulls down her pants, squats, and relieves herself. It turns out that she was on her way to her nanny job. Okay. So they, you know, they caught her and they said, ma'am, why are you pooping in the parking lot? And she said, well, I just, I had an emergency. (laughs) Poor Steve. I just had an emergency. I was on my way to the job as my job as a nanny. I had no other place to stop. And they're like, yeah, but you stopped eight times. And oh, by the way, we checked with your nanny and she said you could use her toilet next time. Yeah. Your employer. Wow. So it's like, yeah, you've done this before. This isn't the first time, and we know. Yeah. Are you guys familiar with the case we had in Wisconsin that just uh, actually wrapped up earlier this month? No. There was a principal uh, or an English teacher over in Wisconsin that was doing this repeatedly in a park, and they finally caught the guy. Is this like a thing? Because I want you, Dawn, to look at the um, mugshot of this woman. Oh, sure. Open the link of this story, the the parking lot poopa in Massachusetts. Thank you. Uh, <laughs> who was pooping eight times in this uh, parking lot. My God. Okay. Oh, I want to show Steve. She looks like a lady who got caught pooping in a parking what? lot. Is that Was that mugshot taken mid-during? Uh, let me just see. I got to come around the this. corner here. <laughs> she is yeah. she caught looks, in the she's like, oh, She no. looks like, oh. Or maybe that's the face you make in a mugshot when you get caught pooping in because a parking lot. You're like, oh, the ugh. thing is, she didn't have like some medical emergency. She said it was her irritable bowel. Okay. And so that would make you go, oh, okay, well, I understand that. Well, then they checked. Apparently, that was not the issue. And they said, well, if it was an emergency, why were you waiting around and watching 
for like trains to pass. And your employer has told you that you could poop in their house whenever you want. The last time I cropped my pants was cropped while... The last while, time. First of all, is this going to be a, I can say is I've it, never. Really? Oh, now really? you will. Wow. You, you just Must cursed be yourself. Nice. Because when I said that about 10 years ago, then I got sick. And on the way home. I mean, there might have like, been like oh, a, little a little bit slip. of a thing. But yeah. There was this, never like a okay, full go on. on. The last time. The, la- the last time that I did. The irony was rich because I was actually uh, changing a poopy diaper. <laughs> Of my, uh, she's four now, but she was like yeah. one and a half, mm. and I'm like just down on the floor doing it, and then I was like, "Son of a gun!" And I just finished what I was doing, didn't mention it to her, walked right past my wife in just my underwear at this point, and said, "Hey, I just grabbed my pants," and then I went right into the shower of shame. Why would you tell her? I don't know. I, have, I mean, can you imagine being Steve's wife? She oh probably goodness. hears all kinds of great things. Way too many. Yeah. Is this yeah. going to be the topic of the day today? This is how we're starting now. Most guys, Bradley, this is a, at least once It'll a year. It'll happen to you now. At least once you a year. Curse yourself. A year? Yes. What are you guys yeah. eating? More fiber. <laughs> all of y'all. That's oh, great. Boy. All right. Well, thanks for the week, you guys. Oh, my gosh. Thank you, Bradley, for helping out and coming in. It's been a pleasure. Absolutely. Have a great weekend up next. Donna and Steve.